Hello, 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 6am run community, 6am run listeners, this podcast thing that I'm doing, it's new, but you guys, I guess, do like it. So we're going to continue where, you know, I'm now doing so many episodes, uh, almost I'm recording like so many episodes a day, but I'm also meeting great people today. uh, We have our second, I'm sorry, Philip, you are not our first, you are our second International Waters guest. But uh, this gentleman, let's get right to him because this gentleman, he woke up. It seems like he does this anyway, but he was up at about four in the morning. Right now, my time, it's three here in the East Coast, uh, in Eastern New York time zone. We're three o'clock. You guys are already, what is it? For me, it's March 22nd. For you, it's already March 23rd, right? Yeah, we're ahead of the curve, brother. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Philip, introduce yourself. I have a couple bullets of why I asked you to be on here, but also to maybe some of those bullets you can kind of take for me. And as you introduce yourself and the world you're in really relates to our world. Very, very, the similarities are there, brother. Absolutely, homie. And look, it's absolute pleasure to be here at uh, 6 a.m. running. I, I love what you're doing. I mean, Thank you. I've, I've been a runner myself in the past and ran marathons, as I said to you, offline in my 30s. So uh, the body's not as great as it used to be, but uh, in spirit, I still like to get out there and uh, pound the pavement. But yeah, I'm the founder of a global platform for men's health, and it's called Saving Brothers. And our tagline is You Matter. And I think it's very, very important and relatable to what you're doing because it's one thing to get out there and get the endorphins released and feel awesome about running and being healthy. Yeah. It's it's funny. You know, we live in a day and age where all walks of life are, you know, wanting to get their messages out there. And one of the things it's funny, I've more and more on these podcasts, you know, I'm actually hearing a lot of people say that men need to get their emotions out there, communicate better, have certain outlets and things like that. So I think kind of the timing of you coming on this podcast is great. Band of brothers, so to say, having a network of people to support you. So many times I have two daughters. I look back on even how I was raised, you know, as a man, you're told, hey, shake it off. Don't cry. Don't show emotion. You know, what is your thoughts as I say all that? Yeah, well, I think sociologically we have been brought up to, as one of my buddies from Tennessee said to me on a podcast interview a week ago, you know, we just kind of like put a bit of dirt on it, rub it on and just like, you know, let's get on with it. We put together differently to women and your daughters, for example, emotionally. For us, we've always been taught that, you know, you don't really want to show too much of emotion. You don't want to be seen as soft. You don't want to come across as weak don't certainly want to be seen as vulnerable. And I think the challenge for us as men is that really means that we end up storing a lot of stuff inside ourselves which can manifest into illness and disease. So I think you're spot on there with your comment. Yeah. So let's talk about too. So what inspired you to start Saving Brothers? What Was there a situation, a story? Get us to the point of Saving Brothers' existence. Yeah, no, thanks, Harmi. Appreciate the question. So I'm 54, so I went through, uh, my kids went through grammar school. So we had that really nice, what I call that middle-class upbringing, nice home. But I went through a divorce after marriage of 22 and a half years. I just was unhappy. I was fairly lost. I was very successful in mortgage broking. I had a, a strong practice, but that really was uh, damaged after the 208, 209 global financial crisis, homie. So mm-hmm. I got to a point I was fairly lost in my 40s, like I was making good money, but I didn't feel in my heart that I was actually making a, a difference or a uh-huh. contribution. 
So I went to a conference in Australia in November 2018 called Pinpoint Your Purpose. It was really about a deep dive into what your goal was in life. Look, I was fairly lost, as I said, at that point, going through a messy divorce, feeling the guilt of leaving a marriage. And I started in this course, I thought I was going to be, well, I went into it, perhaps a sliding doors moment as a digital rock star building online businesses. And I walked out of it thinking, I need to create something. I need to create a legacy. My life needs to matter. What will my kids, Harmy, think of me on my deathbed? So ultimately, I started to think, you know, I went to a good school, a good grammar school, well-educated, but I reflected on my time. And that after school was that four of my buddies I went to school with, great teenage guys, took their own lives. And I started to think, what causes a man to make that decision to ultimately check out for good? And I thought, you know, my life needs to matter. I need to feel like I'm creating a legacy. And I ultimately wanted to make a difference in men's health, self and wealth. Hence the uh, Saving Brothers was born. Nice. I love that story. I think you get to a point, it's not a money thing. You know, you can be very successful in business. You do get to a point, you're like, all right, well, I think when you hit, so the way I look at it, I'm a sports guy. It seems like you might be too. You know, if you're a sports guy, you really look at everything competitively, right? The way I look at this world, this life, I'm 42 now. When I hit 40, I was like, oh my God, this is the start of the second half. You know, first half of any game, right? Soccer, rugby, everything. First half of any game, you're kind of feeling out your opponent, right? You're seeing like, hey, can I win at this game? Am I in the game? Is it going to be a blowout, easy win? What is it, right? Second half is about closing it out, right? okay, now we got to put the game away. We got to win it. Now this is, in any game, the second half is the crunch time, right? But I think 40 is for a lot of people, I don't like midlife crisis, but I do call it like a little bit of an oh shit moment. Yeah, I think that's a bit of an aha moment and you start to realize your mortality. And I think you're absolutely spot on and you're right. You know, I love the game time analogy. And I mean, it's a bit like running a marathon. I mean, it's one in the back half. Anybody can get out hard in the first 10, 15 miles, but you know, they talk about hitting the wall. That's when it really gets serious and you got to close that out. You got to get those miles and you really got to pace yourself and understand it's a long game. So life is hopefully for most people going to be a long game unless health issues potentially can get in the way of that. And I think that's an important topic as much for runners as it is for anybody. I'm going to want to cover that in a minute uh, and reflect on the great Jim Fix who wrote the complete book of running in the 70s, died at 52 from uh, having a heart attack. There's a couple of things and I don't want to go to some of the things I want to save because we might want to release maybe in a secondary thing, but let's now go. We will get into that. Now keep five alive. Yep. And I want to learn, by the way, I did go to the site, but I didn't go too much into it because I want to hear it from you. Keep Five Alive, where does the name come from? What is it? What's the meaning behind it? What's Keep Five Alive, please, sir? Oh, I love it. So here's the hand signal, the old Keep Five Alive. It really comes back to helping brothers reclaim the sovereignty over their health. Now, you mentioned it before about men aren't great with dealing with their feelings and emotions. So there's five key things we want brothers to be proactive with. Number one, Mm -hmm. self-care, self-awareness. It's okay to look after you. You've got to look after yourself first before you can look after others. So number one is how do you feel about you today on a score of one to ten? Really Mm -hmm. important to be in touch with how you're feeling about yourself. Number two is movement. Now, your audience 
are runners. They move. They get it. The importance of endorphin release. We know that 30 minutes five times a week can replace one antidepressant tablet per day. So movement is crucial. Number three, which us brothers are not globally traditionally good at, and that is going to a doctor. People say, I don't want to go to a doctor. They might find something. Hello? Of course. I mean, I'm 47. Part of my journey, you asked me about why I started Saving Brothers. At 47, what I haven't told your audience is I had prostate cancer. I had a fair bit of cancer, and my urologist said, Phil, if if we hadn't have operated, I reckon, brother, you probably had two to five years, and you would have been in a fair bit of trouble. So, you know, you can drive the fancy sports car, look like a really cool dude, but like me, I in the 80s, I seized an engine in a beautiful Italian sports car. Why? Because I had a leak in the oil sump. So, in other words, look under the hood. The engine inside is your body. So it's important to get to a doctor every year, at least once a year to get your blood stuck. I agree. Yeah. So that's really important, proactive. Even at 40, you know, prostate, colonoscopy. I mean, you know, these are things I know. I'm like, I told my wife this summer, I'm going to really try to look into scheduling because you still might feel okay. But a lot of these things you just hear if caught early is sometimes your best chances are if they're caught early. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Absolutely. It's like, you know, you can use it as a running analogy. If you're just starting to feel a little bit of a soreness in your soleus or your calf, you go, do I push through? Well, maybe I'm going to end up tearing it. So maybe just you go and see a physio and, and you get give about it before it manifests into a real issue. So yeah. very important to get to a doctor every year, including things like getting your moles checked. You know, if you've been out in the sun too long and you yeah. really like to get that suntan, those sort of things can cause melanoma. Number four is gratitude. I think we spend so much of our lives, Harmi, thinking about what we don't have, what other people have. Let's Mm. spend some time being grateful for what we do have. And number five, which is really important, particularly when I talk to brothers all over the world, you can ask a man, hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm great. I'm not bad. But that doesn't really ask a question that requires a reply. It's an automated response. So what we ask brothers across the globe is, hey, brother, how's your day going out of 10? Now, when you think about that and you actually sometimes might find a guy will be deflective, oh, yeah, I'm okay. No, but if you press him, hey, brother, no, seriously, if 10 is a great day and one's a really, use your term, shitty day, how is your day going out of 10? Now, I can have guys that say, man, I'm smashing it. I'm nine and a half out of 10. Great. But, Harmony, I can promise you, brother, I've had men all over the world say to me, man, I'm a three. I'm a one. Okay. So the beauty of that question is you're now giving them a safe space to step into. And so, brother, what's going on for you? You don't have to solve their problem. You just need to attentively listen because men are fixers. We've got to fix everything. We don't need to fix. We just need to listen. Wow. I love that. And it's funny you mentioned about the gratitude comment because there's that analogy, right? You talk about the engine in a car. For every man that has a Lamborghini, there's a man out there or woman that, you know, just would love a car in general. You know, for every person that has a car, there's a person out there that maybe has a bicycle that would just love to have a car, right? For every person that has a bicycle, there's a guy out there that, you know, wants that bicycle because all he can do is walk and then vice versa for there's for people that can walk. You know, there's people out there that can't even walk, have no legs. 
your gratuity is so important because you really have to know in your heart, someone's got it worse than you and that person's going to get up and live. So you've got to do the same because, you know, you could be in a, a couple steps ahead of other people. And this is a world of billions of people. So maybe social media makes it look like you don't have it all together, but you most likely do. So I love hearing that. So I love to keep five alive. Now we talked about some of the wellness stuff, keep five alive. I know you might be doing like some app and some stuff for the site. We can kind of skip that um, unless you want to talk about that now. But I also wanted to go into the podcast and people you've met through stories. Maybe you want to share a victory. You kind of shared one of your own. But yeah, do you want to kind of share some of the things of like where Keep Five Alive has really shown value? Yeah, I mean, certainly in talking to one of my brothers over here that runs a charity in Australia, that whole concept, particularly the question of, hey, brother, how's your day going out of 10? His group particularly works on suicide prevention harming. Wow. Now, he has said to me, Phil, using that question, we've actually, guys have said to us, mate, I was actually going to take my life today. Oh my God. But because you asked me that question, you're actually showing that you cared, that you wanted to know. And a lot of times these sort of things can be manifested because two things. One, people don't feel a purpose and they don't feel that anybody cares. So that to me is a beautiful example because I think one of the things that with us men, Harmony, we're great actors. Yeah. We're really good at masking stuff and we put on this bravado and that's to the external world because we think that's what people need to see, be in a great deal of pain. So, I mean, a lot of the people that we talk to on the Saving Brothers podcast have just often really gone through their own challenges and I think through breakthrough moments coming out the other side, we just love to explore areas where people have been able to get better control, better direction with their health, their self, their internal language. That's really for us, we're interviewing people around that and in fact I've got a great one coming up about uh, next week with my buddy Danny, Danny Ham, who's a recovering drug addict and he's been clean for five years, he's in Jacksonville, Florida. So that's going to be a beautiful example next week. Yeah. And then we kind of talked about that next. So business-wise, I love what you're doing with that. Let me ask you this, building this community, do you envision having kind of like support? Like obviously, do you envision kind of building, just looking at it from like a global point of view and talking to people in America, obviously you down there in Australia, do you envision like building a community of people who A, obviously need support, and then B, having maybe kind of like guidance counselors who can offer support. Unfortunately, I know you're one person, but like, do you envision having like a whole army or team of individuals and a network of people that can spread this word and also not even just spread the word, but just be there to help people? Yeah, I mean, I will make your audience aware this is a commercial site. So there's a lot of free resources that we want to be able to share with people. But absolutely. So we've built a platform with coaches and mentors available. So people can certainly engage with those people and get somebody on board who can help them. I mean, we've got personal trauma coaches. A lot of people have gone through great challenges, particularly in their childhood. So the platform has been built for online coaching, but also one-to-one coaching. So uh, absolutely, that's already been done. Oh, wow. I love it. And in person, I know the pandemic makes things 
obviously there's a lot of great news on the pandemic, right? Like it made a lot of people easier to connect to. I think FaceTiming and Zoom and everything really skyrocketed with the pandemic because you still wanted to kind of see people, right? Do you envision having though, like a contact center? Like, do you guys have a walk-in place in your office? Like if a person is just three o'clock in the afternoon and just kind of like, man, I, I want to kind of come up. Do you also envision having like a physical place to be in a room with someone who wants to be with someone one-on-one. -on -one. I don't think sometimes I still think going and seeing someone one-on-one is a little different than even picking up the phone and FaceTiming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a great point. The answer in short is not at this stage, purely because we're going global and we've got people all over the world. We'll be certainly connecting people around running events and that will be a great way. We'll have uh, chat or community opportunities in terms of men being able to be part of Saving Brothers communities around the world. Uh, one of the big areas for us is actually med tech. Sleep is a massive problem. People actually really sleep, but people don't understand. I think a lot of people are trying to demystify sleep and the value wow. and importance of sleep. So we will have coaches that will actually be able to be online or doctor online or coaches online available in a chat. Um, so very difficult be able to say, hey, we've got a drop-in center per se, I think because probably the way we're going about Saving Brothers is a much more global approach. Nice. Love that. I think really what this is going to be is a really great site, almost as if it's one thing that doesn't exist. I'm just going to say it. If I've given you this idea, if you thought, I mean, you got to figure there's the social media, right, for showing off, which 90% of it is, right? you're kind of, it looks like building a community, whether you want to call it a social media channel, but where's the social media channel for, and some social media can be inspiring, right? But also where's, you're building an online platform that's really to, to help and to heal and, you know, tell people like, look, let's take timeouts. And I love what you're doing. Really, a lot of my questions, you've gone ahead. If you want to talk a little bit, you know, the app, we talked about the Keep Five Alive. The five pillars, you were really good on there. Sleep, I definitely agree, is very important. And then let me go back here to, do you want to maybe touch on the app and what that would do? My development team, funny enough, are based out of Colorado in the U.S., we are really a truly global community. So what we're building is what we call a virtual assistant. So it's kind of like it's there to prompt men on the things that they need to be doing. And I want to make it clear, we're also about sports and high performance. Like it's Good. not just about, oh, my God, my life's a disaster. No. I'm on my knees. It could also be that, you know what, I'm kind of like I'm plateauing, but I want to yeah. get to another level in who I am. And part of what we're about at Saving Brothers is to help men around the world to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So often, you know, one of the things we're doing with the virtual assistant, again, we talked about getting men to be proactive, Hummy, with their health. What we wanted to be able to do is also engage with partners of men. I've got quite a number of my key team behind the scenes are women. And I've always said that women are the power behind the throne. They're the ones that say to their husband or their partner, did you book that appointment? Did you go to the physio yet? Have you done yeah. this? And it's kind of like, you know, they are the, in a way the virtual or the assistant. So what we wanted to do was prompt brothers around the world in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s that based on the World Health Organization and key medical organizations, these are the tests and things you should be doing nice. in that decade. 
to be proactive with your health. So the idea will be you'll have effectively a dashboard that you can go in and set up your own journey within Saving Brothers. And I want to make it clear, Harmi, the app will be evergreen free. In other words, you do not need to pay for the app, okay? I don't know if you're aware, but certainly Apple and Google, they get their hand in your pocket when you build an app. Let me tell you, they take a whacking percentage. So we thought, hang on, we're going to take a negative, which is that they take too much money to how can we actually serve better? So we said, you know what, let's make the app free forever. So the idea will be that you set up your own journey. And it's just like, you know, when I wanted to run my first marathon, I went online. It was like, let me go and find who, oh, I downloaded the program. So I set up my journey, my training, according to what sort of pace I thought that I could run, my weight and all that sort of stuff. So similarly, rather than just being bombarded with information that you may not have any interest whatsoever in, Mm -hmm. you can tailor make your journey within the app based on what your needs are. You might have gone to a doctor and one of the big issues right now, particularly as we get older, is diabetes. A lot of people don't understand. What's this diabetes thing? Now, I've got a personal journey. My father, you talked about people, about cars, that analogy, and a person just happy to walk. My father's 79. He's still in the hospital. He's been in the hospital, Hummy, since October last year, and he's had his leg amputated from just below the knee. So he's now got and learning to use a prosthetic leg. That was type 2 diabetes. It got him because his arteries clogged up over many years. His surgeon thought maybe 30 years. So what we want to teach men is maybe you've gone to a doctor and he says, look, You need to lose 20 pounds. I think that would be good for your health. Or maybe you need to keep an eye on your glucose. So all these trackers, these ways of measurement, maybe you need to check your resting heart rate every day. Whatever your goal is, potentially the app will ask you a series of questions and then you can tailor how you use the app based on what you want to see happen. But you'll have a QR code. You can share the app with your partner and share the journey with them as well. And you'll be able to share it with brothers and reach out to brothers and and really help brothers make sure they um, are also accountable for their health. I love that. I applaud what you are doing. Um, And obviously in a lot of whatever you've done to keep it accessible, these things, even the time that that obviously you're spending in, in doing this, it's a lot, right? So I commend you for that. People really get rewarded by giving. Um, I think the feeling of giving sometimes, you get such a value out of giving. Got to assume you're doing that as well. So I commend what you're doing. Don't stop doing You know what you're doing. So I'm really excited to hear everything. You've got a fan in us. The site, we're going to put all of that in the post here in our blog. But let's also really bring it back to you as we kind of come to this fourth quarter of this conversation. Go ahead and please say the site, your podcast, your information, and where people can reach you and any last words that maybe or questions that I missed that we can really touch on. I'm not short on time. So please, let's go. Okay. Thanks, Harmi. So the, it's a global platform. It's savingbrothers.com. And you can just go to the podcast section to look at, uh, you can either watch or listen to previous podcasts. No problem at all there. But I wanted to share something, honey, I haven't told you this, but part two of Saving Brothers, so whilst we're getting to the fourth quarter, absolutely, but the second half of the phase of Saving Brothers, one of the things that I, as a father, I've got two sons, 21 and 19, and I observe boys, and I think traditionally, if you think since the Industrial Revolution, when boys worked, walked as well, but worked alongside their fathers and uncles, boys were raised by a village. Everybody had involvement in the raising of that young boy. Now, the way 
since the industrial evolution we work what's happened is that i think we've lost a lot of the value so the second phase of saving brothers is called saving little brothers and the objective with saving little brothers will be mentorship guidance to help boys get great role models in their lives to become good teenagers and ultimately good young men if we can then have an impact earlier in their lives to shape them into quality people. I think some of the drug and the violence and and perhaps also the way we treat women at times will be avoided and we have a much happier, harmonious world. But I think to your point, you're going to start me on a little bit of a rabbit hole. But to me, see, that's where I 1000% agree with the village remark. And to your point, my father was more there Also, while he worked, things like that, but taking me to his work or taking me to practice and all that stuff when I was growing up. What I'll say is this, though. He made a decision early on. I didn't. He made a decision early on that, look, my son's going to do soccer, basketball. He's going to be busy. By the time I got to high school, and I'm going to get to the village remark in a second here. By the time I got to high school, I was too busy, right? When kids were smoking in the bathroom, when kids cutting out of school early and going home, even just to, let's say, if they weren't doing anything bad, but even just going home to play Nintendo. I was at practice. I had a game. I would come home tired, barely do my homework and crash. My daughter, now fast forward, one of the things I tell her mother and we do, it's like, listen, if she does sports, if she does school, we will keep her busy. Now, back to your village comment, she has trainers, coaches. I'm dad, right? One thing I realized too, separate, I'm not the cool guy I think I am, right? So back to that village comment, the trainer, the coaches, right? I can even call them and say, listen, somebody's acting up. You need to put her in check, right? And that village comment, now, while I have a daughter, not a son, but you're not wrong at all. There can't just be sometimes if you're the only voice, you know, in a kid's head, and most of the time you're saying, no, 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 no. You know, think of, I have a six-year-old too. And I tell her this, even though she doesn't believe me, you know how sick and tired I get at the end of the day of saying, no, no, don't do this. It's not fun for me, right? So I'm with you on the village, um, not even a remark, on the village concept, and especially the youngins, right? Because you need a trainer, a big brother, you need that. And why people aren't, and you have, which is a kudos to you, why people aren't seeing the value in that more, it does boggle me. You can't do it alone as a parent. You just can't. And you might be the best set of parents in the world, but you need help. Absolutely. We all need a coach. I mean, look at Michael Jordan. He had a coach. Everybody needs a coach in life so uh, yeah. to be a better version of ourselves. So absolutely, that is phase two. And I think the whole journey with where we're going with Saving Brothers, we just also really want to make the world a better, harmonious, happier place that people can get along, coexist. You only have to look at what's going on in uh, Russia with the Ukrainian situation. I mean, these are our brothers and sisters over there that are, by the accident of their birth, having to go through an awful time in the world. And I think we just really want to get to a place where we can stop these sorts of things going on and hopefully, you know, just in our own little way, make this a better, happier village. Listen. My heart bleeds. Anyone who lost a loved one to COVID, um, I know, you know, even myself, I really was careful. I didn't even want to go around my parents who are 70 plus, right? Because I definitely, you know, you want them to live. But I don't think you can ignore, this is a fact, suicide went up the last two years. Anxiety went up the last two years. 
inflation, gas prices, and yes, what's going on in places like the Ukraine. You can't tell me today more than ever stress levels are just insane. And if you have nobody to lean on, that's not good either, right? So if you are single, if you're not married, like you need support somehow, some way, some shape. And again, that goes back to, like I said, you know, it's easier, I think, to say, oh, COVID, this is why, boom, boom, boom. But then sometimes people don't want to look into like, okay, well, that person was very stressed out, was very anxious and became very depressed. Sometimes it's not about finding the why. And, you know, if one friend can be there, oh my God, what you do is great. Kudos to you. You know, I will be the biggest fan. I'm going to follow the site. You and I, we talked earlier in the pre-call. We're going to get together. Let's uh, give you that last word though. Let's real quick say that website one more time and any of your social media, anything you want to get out there so people can, guys, please follow Philip. It's amazing what he does, even just for support of a follow, any social media or anything these guys have, go do it. But go ahead, Philip. You're very kind, Harmony. So it's savingbrothers.com. That's a great place to start. Uh, certainly, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I have a lot of people that follow me, and that's my name, Philip1L and Robison, R O B. I-S-O-N. So that's a great place. You can also follow uh, Saving Brothers on LinkedIn. We've got a business page, but we've also got a private Facebook group, Harmony for Men, which I didn't mention. That's free to join. So brothers, we've got brothers from the USA and from all across the globe in our private Facebook group. It's free to join, as I said. I'm the admin, so I'll let you in. Just a couple of questions, just about respect, basically. But you can share in the information or you can reach out if you're looking for some support or help. That's certainly a nice place. And brothers across the world are all in there for positive reasons. They really want brotherhood. And we're a very accepting community. So I really want to make that very clear. Equality is a very important. Going back to the final word, as you said, you matter. That is our tagline at Saving Brothers. I love that. Yeah, it's really important that guys know that they are very, very welcome. And we'd love to have you in our private Facebook group. We're all going to join it. We're all going to be there with you. So, Philip, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And what you do is great. Don't stop, but let's keep this going. We'll send some followers your way. I'm excited to publish this podcast so people can hear about it. And I know anyone that was running or listening to it, this was very motivating. So, all right, guys, we'll put everything in there so you guys can click off of here as you're listening. Thank you, everyone who continues to listen. Philip, thank you so much. Hey, brother. Thanks again. Appreciate your time. Keep five alive. Get some rest the rest of the day. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.